In the last series, multi-story recorded stories with people they met on the streets, at home and in the workplace, from lifelong market traders to college students, tea dancers to newly arrived families. They covered topics such as family values, the role of women in communities and social history. Do listen to series 1 if you haven't already. For the second series, stories are heard for the voices of four poets: me, Roy McFarlane, Kali Kali, Casey Bailey, and Rupinder Kaur, all of or from the Black Country. The stories are of the past and the present, the lives of a new generation, and a desire to belong. Mothers and fathers, sons and daughters, young people making a mark on the streets of Sandwell. Welcome back. You are listening to episode 3, series 2 of Sandwell Stories, a multi-story production. Hey guys, what's up? You are listening to Casey Bailey and this is a Sandwell story. Um when I first was asked by Multistory to put together uh, a podcast I started really kind of thinking about what in the um Sandwell area do I feel like doesn't always get masses of attention because I think in many ways it's a region that is very well represented uh, and in many ways it isn't and one of the things that really strikes me is anything I've ever had to do with a project around Sandwell Any time I ever speak about Sandwell to people, we tend to talk about uh, things that have happened. So we tend to talk about the the amazing history of the Black Country. We tend to talk about things that have gone by, and I really wanted to look at what are the things that are happening now. Um, and this, in the end, took me down a path that I didn't really expect to go down, but I'm uh, really happy that I did. So I uh first of all I interviewed a few people um and kind of tried to get into how do people feel Sandwell's history is represented and how do people think that Sandwell is represented in the present and do they think that's a fair reflection of where they are um and interviewed two um two guys in their 30s and interviewed a young man who's 16 years old and what was interesting about what I got from the two guys in their 30s is they both acknowledge that Sandwell has changed a lot in the short time that they've been living there 30 years isn't a long time to live in an area um and they acknowledge some things that they felt positive about that and some things that they felt were negative and one of the great things that one of them said to me was Sandwell's a place where where his friends come from outside of the area and you walk into a pub and it looks just like a pub and you walk in you can have a beer and you walk out the back and they've got one of the best um Indian restaurants in the area and he said that that kind of amalgamation of cultures in sandwell he, he feels is really unique and something to be really proud of both um both the older guys i interviewed said that the demographic change has been kind of noticeable and palpable for them um and they felt like at the moment sandwell is represented on kind of purely on the back of its history um and not so much on its present and speaking of the present i i went and uh met up with a young guy and then during the lockdown of of uh interviewed him 
uh, through different kind of mediums and spoke about where are we at in Sanwell, what do we think about the young. And he spoke particularly about West Brom, where he's from, particularly about kind of a group of young people who feel totally disconnected. Um, kind of to everything he says, you know, he's he's seen his friends um, and people around him involved in crime. He's seen things go bad for them around kind of poverty, around not being able to access education. And one of the things that really struck me, me being a teacher and this being a young man who I used to teach, he said that he doesn't feel like schools are kind of set up or even interested, I think was, was the word he used, interested in supporting the issues that these young people are experiencing outside when they leave school, what is happening in their life. Um, and, I, you know, I asked him if he felt like violence was really prevalent. He, he feels like it's represented quite a lot in the media. But I asked him if he felt like it was prevalent. And what really led me to the poems that I'm going to share with you today was his response to this. Because he said it's not every day. But when it happens, it's massive. And it changes everything. And when we think about is that represented and how do we ever consider what it means to these people when when their whole life kind of hinges on a moment that they're out of control of and it kind of resonated with me growing up in inner city Birmingham um I I've lost my friends to violence uh, to the kind of gang violence that, that I spoke with him about um and I've lost them to to graves and I've lost them to jail cells and I really wanted to pick up on this idea of not knowing what's going to happen the next day and how this violent can shift things. And so what I want to share with you are four poems. Uh, these poems are from a sonnet series. And I guess that the name of the, the series is Today, uh, Tomorrow, Yesterday, Today. And the first three poems are part of that series. And the fourth poem that I'm going to read is written in a way that the first line of the other 14 poems becomes this poem and so I'm just going to go through those for you now this is the first poem it's called tomorrow tomorrow he said somewhere between raising our hoods and our knuckles separating fist pressing love into ghetto goodbyes he said tomorrow and meant it the difference between broken promises and miscarried promises is intention Green leaves cleaved from trees by young hands, fallen before fall. Evergreen was not the plan. How his brothers grow brown and withered in his absence, hoping only the claws of gravity will grasp them, lest they be snatched too soon. The promise of winter provides no comfort after witnessing cold bodies in warm climates. We don't ask for winter, only for tomorrow. So the next poem in the series is called Yesterday. Yesterday we said today. Well, we said tomorrow, but we're here now. We said tomorrow, I am here now. You are yesterday. Like reminiscing, regret, you are re-e-wind. But the crowd is silent. We have failed to earn our reprieve. Your reversal. We are tideless water sitting. You are yesterday. Old cards, birthdays past, lost, pirouetting in the wind for yesterday. The third poem is today, and it goes like this. 
Today my neck aches. Head hanging too long like washing in the rain. Today is a JD drawstring bag after the corner is torn. Inevitable. Today is non-negotiable. A bed of life dressed in a blanket of death. It is nothing that we dreamed. We always dreamed of us. Our dreams too good to be true. Today is too true to be good. I cry. Adding to rivers, I can't swim, stuck in a current that pulls me under. Currently, I am stuck on yesterday, scared of tomorrow. Today is your absence, my loss. And the final poem I'm going to share with you is called 15, as it's the 15th poem in the series and actually sits outside of the series. Each line in this poem is made up of the first line of a different sonnet in the series, in order. So you should hear at least three lines that you've heard before. It goes like this. Tomorrow, he said. Somewhere between falling and flying, he spoke of death. Dreaming of life, experiencing nothing. I could cry. Turn my back on decay. A fox lying dead. Middle of the road, who speaks to the dead? Carries them. Like guarantees we don't trust but need. Yesterday we said today, while wishes are a magic I never knew, look at me, optimism died with my friends, I carried boxes and bodies and asteroids crashing through earth, reaching for life, trapped in the middle of it all, waiting, today my neck aches, head hanging. And I really wanted to put those poems together to share with you to kind of capture the um, sense of loss and and at times hopelessness that we feel and there are young people in in parts of Sandwell we know that Sandwell is one of the most deprived areas in the country and there are young people in parts of Sandwell who feel this sense of loss and hopelessness and what I really hope is that anybody here in this who is in any position to support them guide them help them you know takes that on as a challenge Because we are able to make a positive difference in the lives of young people. And I really, really hope that we take that challenge on. Guys, thank you so much for listening. And I want to give a special big thank you to Dejan, Tom and Matt, whose thoughts contributed to what you've just listened to. Respect. Sandwell Stories is a series of podcasts created by West Bromwich-based multi-story who produce art with, for, and about local people.